privilege of bringing the word uh, to you this evening. Somebody say amen. Amen. <laughs> Man, we've been blessed in the last couple of weeks with some really um, awesome words. Uh, starting from Crystal to Jordan to Will. I mean, Will's word. Whew, I mean, the kid can preach better than me. That's not hard to do. But <laughs> no, just kidding. Awesome words. And then my wife, man, I listened to the message. I was doing children's church. Whew. That was glory. There was glory all over that. Awesome words. It's such a privilege to be in a community like this. You know, not just because, you know, I'm, you know, I help lead it or I help do things within the community, but I, I just want the growth at, at, at like uh, Crystal and Will and different others. And then my wife, it's just awesome to be in this kind of a community where the presence of the Lord is just what is, is here. It's here. I love it. Amen. Well, we're going to be turning to a passage of Scripture of which we are all familiar with. Very simple. I know some of you are saying, no, speak the mysteries of God to me, Darrell. Well, I don't have mysteries. I have simplicity. Doesn't mean I don't want mysteries. It just means I'm a simpleton. Matthew 5, 6, the Beatitudes. The first message I believe that Christ preached. Amen. We're gonna, I'm not going to focus on the, the whole enchilada. We're going to focus on Matthew 5, 6. You all know it. You can all even probably quote it without having to turn Amen. there. Where Jesus says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and justice, for they will be filled. Other translations say they will be satisfied. At the end of uh, last year, 2012, like I've done for, I'd say about the last four years of my uh, life, um, I usually take just an overview of my life, my relationship with God. It may seem uh, kind of off the charts for you, but that's what I do. I just take, it's kind of like where Psalms, David said, search me and know me, God. I'm kind of in that place at the end of the month of just like, Lord... Search me and know me. I, I get so busy sometimes, but we're, we've dialed down this uh, schedule. I've dialed down the times with friends and the meetings and the, the phone calls and everything. And I just want to hear your voice. I want you to speak to me where I am hitting the mark and where I'm missing it. And I'm not afraid of that at all. I love that. I love when the Lord shows me in His kindness where I'm missing the mark. <laughs> you know, Because I'm the type of person that wants to be... In uh, sync with God. Amen. So at the end of the year, I kind of take this, uh, and no, not the band, in sync. <laughs> As I'm trying, I get this big MacBook, I'm trying to get my iPad to be in sync with it, but it's just not behaving. So, anyways, the end of the year, just taking an overview of my life, just honest dialogue and communication with the Lord. And it seems as though, if you would look at my notes, that... Um, through the four years as I've, I've kind of been faithful to write down what the Lord's speaking at those times, there seems to be always this Matthew 5, 6. It's blessed are those who hunger and thirst for um, righteousness and justice, for they will be filled. It's not my favorite verse, it's not my life verse. Um, but it's pretty interesting how the Holy Spirit seemed to, as I look back through my notes, constantly bring it into play, bring it into sight, and how it was also pretty peculiar how I just kind of overlooked it, you know, throughout the years. I'm like, well, that's nice, Jesus. Blessed are those who are hungry. That's awesome. You know, it's, it's great, great words. But this time I felt a sense of uh, sobriety in my heart, you know, uh, with, with this passage of Scripture. 
and just trying to understand deeper what the Holy Spirit was trying to speak to me. That's good. You know, a lot of times with Scripture, a lot of times even with the God, what God speaks to us, we can sometimes just brush off or overlook and not take really seriously that which He's trying to communicate. Uh, listen, I'm the, I'm the worst offender of that. I'm like, yeah, that's great, God, I've got to do this. You know, that's great, I've got to do this, I've got to go there. But when we take time and we just allow it to get in our, you know, inside of us, and for the Holy Spirit to kind of, you know, um, unpack it, you know, for lack of better words, uh, so that our hearts can understand it, uh, you know, it, it's just, there's just needed that time to just process, not just overlook, but just say, Lord, what are you trying to say? Well, this year, for some reason, uh, whatever it might be, this scripture just hit me, hit my heart in a, in a real way. I just begin to um, ask the Lord seriously where I've cultivated a uh, sincere hunger or desire for the Lord. I begin to ask Him uh, if I kept my heart tender and responsive to His Spirit. And, and also did I follow His, his uh, fellowship. And it was funny that in the midst of this time, it wasn't just one day, it was a course of uh, many weeks, that the Lord highlights Matthew chapter 5, verse 6. Now, I know that righteousness and justice speaks of the characteristics or the qualities of God. Um, but as I begin to do a word study, I realized that, um, that Jesus could have very well just said, Blessed are those who hunger for me. And Jesus ultimately, later on in the Gospels, did. He didn't say it in this language, but he did say it in a manner where he uh, introduced, I guess, the, um, the principle that you must eat his flesh, that you must drink his blood. And a lot of the uh, language that is here in Matthew 5, 6 is a lot of language that is in John chapter 6, 35 through 51. It's the whole, uh, the whole notion of, of partaking of the Lord, of, of eating of his flesh. Now I know that there's, there's different principles, you know, there's different things of which Jesus was highlighting in each of these times. But, if you did a word study, if you do a word study, if you kind of just do a, a you know, the awesome um, resources, Blue Letter Bible, oh, it's glory. It, it just can open different scriptures uh, and lead you in, in many uh, meanings and other scriptures that just kind of... Uh, not secure, but they kind of just strengthen each other. They kind of pull out different shapes inside, but they all mean the same thing. So, I just think that's peculiar that Jesus could have very well said, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for me. Now, I have to take the word hunger out, because I love food. And I, my mind automatically goes to food. It may seem weird, maybe some of you are like that, maybe you're not. I love food, as many as you could probably tell... Um, but my mind goes there. So I had to do something uh, uh, of a more deep, uh, well, not deep, but just investigating a little further what Jesus meant. And I was glad to find out that I could substitute the word hunger with desire. That was awesome for me because it put it in, in a whole different light. Now, that may not be awesome for you, but it was revolutionary for me. Uh, you can also put to crave, to be in want of. Uh, to long for. Uh, and as I started to kind of take Matthew 5, 6 out of the characteristics and the qualities of who and what God is, righteousness and justice, those, those foundations, uh, uh, Psalms 89 says, the foundations of His throne is what? 
Righteousness and justice. Foundations are important, yeah? Mm -hmm. These qualities are inseparable to the person of Christ. They're inseparable to the nature of God. They're who He is and they're, they're, they are what He is. So they're very, 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 very connected. So I begin to just think about this and get it off the righteous and justice uh, um, portion uh, of the scripture and just begin to think about it in a more uh, uh, God being the focus. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for me. And honestly, as this thing, this, 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 this feeling started filling my heart as I started to just rethink the scripture and just kind of even measure my own life and just asking God seriously, Lord, have I, have I hungered? Have I desired you? You know, it's so easy to go through life and have no personal uh, connection or desire for the Lord. I don't know, I, I don't know if that, I'm just speaking about myself. No. I mean, I know we love the Lord. I love the Lord. But man, I can go, I can go long stretches without desiring Him. Without even, without even connecting with Him intimately and personally. But I figured out that the Holy Spirit was so kind that He spoke to me. He said, you know what, Daryl? You kind of treat your walk with me like you treat your food. I'm like, what? What's that? I love the Holy Spirit because He just talks to us in ways that we can understand. <laughs> so I'm here and there, I'm like, what is this? I don't know about you, but I go, I can, listen, I can neglect breakfast for a long time. But come 10, 30, 11 o'clock... I'm feeding Seymour. I'm like, come on, I need some food. And it is gorge time. No lie. You're right? You know. It's true. It's just something funny. Saturday? Saturday morning. Me and Will, man, we're just, we're, you know, I moved the studio here and we're recording together and it's glory. Us. And, um, and he just has a hankering for food. He just got up at like 12. It's <laughs> not true. Yeah. He just got up and he's starving, and I'm, yeah, and I'm like, yo, man, I want to hang with you, so let's go get a bite to eat. So we go get a bite to eat. It's just, you know, it's just how much I love food. And uh, we get in the car, and I just start cracking up. We just already ate, we paid our bill, we had a good, sizable meal. I hop, not, I wouldn't, wouldn't encourage anybody to go there. But we had a sizable meal, and I'm cracking up. Will's like, what is going on with you, man? I'm like, dude, I, I, I ate like an hour ago at McDonald's. <laughs> no lie. Terrible. McDonald's and IHOP. Not a good combination. Please. Fabiana. Mercy. So good. But just to give you the, how much I love food now. I know. So the Holy Spirit is kind. He breaks it down to me very simple in a way that I can understand it. Glad to know you're laughing. Come on, don't be so serious. Tap your neighbor and say, man, don't be so serious. Just lighten up. It's okay. Jesus loves you. <laughs> so, the Holy Spirit and His kindness begins to speak to me. And it's profound to me because I start understanding how I treat my walk with the Lord. I begin to realize that I go long stretches of time and neglect connecting with Him personally, connecting in the Word with Him, connecting in worship with Him. I go long stretches of time, but then there comes this kind of barrenness, this kind of dryness. I'm like, oh, feed me, God, I need some water, I need some research, and I'm going to die. <laughs> and, and that's good, but it's not really the fullness of what Jesus mm -hmm. even meant here mm -hmm. in John, uh, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 5. Mm -hmm. You talk to any nutritionist, Fabian. 
<laughs> I can say this because Fabiano, yeah, yeah. they say the best way that you can lose weight, G.A.'s told me this, and, I, and if you're lying to me, um, no. <laughs> the best way you can lose weight, and the best way that you can kind of organize better your eating habits is to stretch your meals out. Don't do them. Don't just don't just like neglect it, neglect it, neglect it, and then gorge. Stretch that puppy out. Eat a little something here, right? Am I good? Eat a little something here. Am I good? Okay, praise God. Eat a little something here. All right. So we stretch it out, and and I begin to just seriously. There are conversations coming to me at this time as the Holy Spirit is speaking to me about how I treat my walk with Him. Uh, he's speaking to me, Daryl. You need to stretch me out over time. I'm like what the. I mean, God, do you, do you see my life? And we can all say that. Mm. Busyness, distractions, work, relationships, families. We can all say just how we are distracted. But you know what? God is so kind because in that instance, as I started to make up these excuses on why I can't stretch the Lord out over time, I said, Lord, have you seen my son? Daddy, do you want to play? Daddy, you want to play? Daddy, come on, Daddy, Daddy, come on, Daddy, Daddy. I love it, but that's the way it is. I'm like, I'm like, like God doesn't know. I'm like, Lord, do you see my life? Hallelujah. You know, I, I know some of us think that ministers aren't busy. Glory, okay? It's, it's a busy life. So I begin to make all these excuses, but the Holy Spirit in His kindness brings John 15 into play. How many know what John 15 is? Christ gives the whole... In, uh, background of his relationship with his father and how he relates to him and how his father relates uh, to Jesus. And there's one thing that always uh, uh, has str- uh, like strike my spirit and my heart when I hear it. And it's uh, let's let's turn there actually. Where's my bibliotti? Let me see if I have it in my notes. John 15. I'll just get on that thing here. <coughs> Come on, are you with me? All right, I'm trying. I'm trying here, guys. Blessed be. Let me just turn here. I'm in John. John 15. And starting the first. I just got to skim down here. Hold on. No, he didn't. It wasn't when he walked on water. What's going on? Well, these are the awkward moments when the man preaching cannot find the scripture verse that he's... 15.5, maybe. Hold on. Okay, verse 7. But if any, but if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, you may ask for anything you want, and it will be granted. Well, that in itself will preach. But that's not exactly what I want to touch upon. I want to look at that word remain. Another trans, other translations say abide. If you study the word abide you see that actually the Lord has invited us into unbroken fellowship with Him. What does that look like? Unbroken fellowship with the Lord? What does that mean? I just herb out, you know, get in my prayer closet every day. No, sorry, I can't pay my bills, Jesus. I love you. you know, no, sorry, I can't. I just got to herb out and abide. No, listen, Jesus was a busy man. Hear me, guys. I know it's funny. But Jesus was a busy man. That's true. Yeah. That is true. Okay? He raised the dead. He was a pastor. He house-called it. What's wrong? Okay, I'm coming over. Don't worry, she's just sleeping. I know she looked dead, but I'm going to raise that girl for you. Okay? He was a busy man. But yet, he breaks down his relationship in a way 
that says he has unbroken fellowship with the Father. What, what in the world does that look like? More than that, an uncreated God inviting us into unbroken relationship with Him, unbroken fellowship with Him, the God who created the heavens and the earth. It's, it blows my mind in that sense. But I begin to say, God, how can I figure this out? How can I not let the busyness of life uh, control me to the way that I go long stretches of time without abiding you, in you, hmm. without giving you attention. And I'm, not, I'm not talking about religious duty. Listen, if I don't give my wife attention, she ain't going to love me much, folks. And it's funny that the Bible breaks down our relationship very similar to the same way that we relate to our husband and our wife, our boyfriend and our girlfriend. It's an intimate relationship. Jesus wants relationship. And He had it. And He had it in the busyness of his life, to the fact where in John 15 he says, I, know, I, know, I just don't only have a little bit of relationship, I have unbroken fellowship with him. Mm. Woo! Amen. I want that. And you may think it's easier, minister, you can have, you, you get paid for this, you don't work a nine to five. <laughs> really? What's wrong? Oh, you're going to get a divorce? I'll be right over there. Oh, what's wrong? You, oh, you're having financial issues? Okay, we'll come and talk about it. You know, it gets taxing. It's, it's, you know, when we're doing two things at a time, we just don't have a church. We have a prayer ministry where we actually just don't get together one day a week for an hour and sing songs like Kumbaya. We actually get here and we focus and we say, Lord, rend the heavens over Cambridge. Stretch forth your hand and send revival. Amen. And it's vibrant. Mm. And it doesn't happen one day a week. Mm. It happens sometimes two times a day. Praise God. So it's a busy life. Guys, we are full of excuses. I, I, listen, I'm the biggest offender of it. You can put it right on me. But we are full of excuses. And nothing should play second fiddle to our relationship with Christ. Come on, you have to make it fit. You have to make it work. Because Jesus wants relationship. It's not just a get out of hell card free, or, or whatever Mike Bickle says. Uh, or or Corey Russell, I think he says, a, a get out of hell free card. It's a relationship that he desires to pull you in. That you can be sustained in unbroken fellowship with him. You know, the funny thing about Matthew uh, 5, 6, where it says, they shall be filled or they shall be satisfied. There is that sense that Jesus was talking about. If you do a word study on this, actually, uh, Jesus was saying, yeah, you'll be filled, and I'm paraphrasing, so please forgive me for the sake of time. You'll be filled, but you won't be sustained. You'll be sustained as you continue in the journey of coming after me. As you continue in the journey of hungering and thirsting for me. I feel you. That's why we come. We're, oh, Jesus, I need you. I haven't prayed in a month. <laughs> Whatever, maybe that's not you. I haven't even talked to you for a week, Jesus. I need you. Okay, he'll fill you because he will not lie. But man, you're you're missing out on the best. Amen. I don't want to miss out on the best. I want to have unbroken fellowship with him. I want to desire a relationship with Jesus. Oh, this is basics 101. Yeah, well, sometimes the basics are so neglected. Amen. They're so looked over. Yeah. Guys, come on. Come on. God wants unbroken fellowship with us. That's glorious. Now, none of this was on my notes. 
you know, don't worry, don't get scared. I know what you're thinking, oh, glory, he's going to... He's going to go another hour. <laughs> okay. Some of the same language that we find in, in um, Matthew chapter 5, verse 6, we can also just liken it to, if anyone come after me, Luke 9, 23, if anyone come after me, he must first deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Now, I'm not put, pointing out the latter one of, of take up his cross daily and follow me, although you should do that, uh, and you should do it daily, hallelujah. But um, I want to point out here that if anyone come after me, it takes action. It's, it, the word come um, in, in the scripture and the word hunger, it actually takes some form of action within us. That's what, actually what the word means. It, no, it doesn't mean that God's just going to be like, Izzy, I want to hang out with you. Come on. Come on, Izzy. No, he's not going to do that. You've got to stand up. You, it's the same as salvation. If anybody desires me, then come after me. Here I am. Come on. Because why? Well, because God doesn't want a bunch of robots walking around. Yes, Lord Jesus. Yes, whatever you say, I will do. No. He wants lovers. He wants lovers. Why? Because he's a lover. He's a lover. Why is, that's why he wants relationship with us, friends. Come on. You know, you kind of think for a little bit, you know, if, if just thinking in these regards, why we would ever um, keep ourselves from the presence of God or keep ourselves from relationship with God, be it busyness, be it shame, be it discouragement. I don't know. There's many reasons, I'm sure. But in the light of this, you you kind of think, Lord, I, I know I've come to these impasses. Why? Why do I wait so long? Yeah. Why why do I go so long? And and I'm at the end of the rope. I'm like, ah, and then I go. I'm like, I'm fine. I'll go, glory. And I'll get in there and Jesus will be faithful to fill me. But why? Hmm. I honestly believe, friends, it's because of distractions. It's because we give ourselves to things of which we shouldn't. I'm not talking about sin. I'm not talking about, you know, although that might play into portions, but I'm just talking about foolishness. I'm all about, in this 2013, stewarding my time well. And what does that mean? That means that Jesus will be first. Jesus, in my relationship with Him, will be cultivated. And if I have to say, no, I can't go uh, watch a movie. Uh, or I can't play golf. No, I can't go play baseball. Whatever it is. That Jesus is first. What does it mean? That that, that takes the preeminence. That takes the, 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 the first uh, place in my heart and my life. And if I have to do it, it's hard. I don't. I, it's not glorious. I love. I love. Uh, you know, being involved with activities and fellowship. And woo, come on, let's go have fun. But you know what? This year, I'm going to preserve uh, my 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 time with Jesus. Amen. I'm going to get to know Him a little bit more, uh, uh, better, be a little closer. You know. And I think that if we were to just do away with some of the things that we Think as though we need to make time for. Now, listen. I'm not saying, man. Those guys pray too much. I can't go to every prayer meeting. Okay. I'm not saying you should go to every prayer meeting. Don't hear me. But that's not what I'm talking about. 
I'm talking about the foolishness. Well, we want to have fun. I want to have fun. Listen, but you know what? If things are just getting too mounted up, if things are getting too uh, much in the way, and I'm this day, that day, this day going this way, this day, boom, and it's just a uh, roller coaster ride. No. Friend, I want to encourage you to do the same thing this year, 2013. Get focused. Make Jesus first. I'm not talking about stretching out your meals. I'm talking about abiding. In the morning, in the noontime. I think it's a song, but I don't know. I, I thought in the morning it sound, but anyways. Um, stretch it out. What does that mean? What does it look like? It doesn't mean just going to a closet. I'm learning driving a car. Glory. You know, I'm learning. You know, walking on the streets. You know, it's just it's that it's just that constant fellowship. Now you need time for the closet. Don't neglect the closet. The closet's good. The closet is awesome. I'm not talking about that closet, but I am talking about the closet with your relationship with the Lord. Get in the closet, folks. Okay? But if you ain't got time, in the middle of class. No, not necessarily, but you know what I'm saying. Some of you need to do that just to get your professor's junk off you. Because he's just spewing a bunch of junk and garbage, man. I just encourage it. Just begin to stir your spirit. I know it's funny. I love it. But man, it's that constant abiding that Jesus is looking for. And you know who benefits the most out of this? It's us. Some of us, oh man, life is just so hard. It's just, you don't know what it's like, brother. Yes, I do. I walked a million miles in your shoes, okay? But this is what, this is what I can say works. Abide in Him. Abide in Him. Don't you stretch it out. Make it every Jesus, Jesus everywhere, Jesus all around me. Who was that guy who said, Jesus above me, Jesus before me, Jesus behind me, Jesus on the side of me, Jesus under me? That's what it looks like. It's, it's the revelation of the person of Christ constantly before your eyes in the bad times and the good times, okay? But you begin to just practice a constant diet, a constant hunger. Man, your life will change. Amen. The stories won't be, brother, you don't know how hard it is. You'll be like, you don't know how glory it is. You know what I mean? Man, I prayed over this, I did that, I preached to this, whatever. I mean, you know what I mean. Life gets better, guys. Sometimes we're our own worst enemies. And Jesus has set this up so that we would benefit from it. He loves the relationship, but we benefit from it. Totally, guys. Totally. 2013, guys, I want to encourage you. Stop with the excuses, okay? Let's just make Jesus first, okay? First, we seek Him. We give ourselves to the studying of His Word. We get on the, you know, we get on the iPad, the iPod, put the music in, we worship Him. We just make Him the first. If your friends be like, dude, you want to go to a movie? Then like, yeah, I gotta hang with Jesus. Come on, you're religious. That's what they used to say about my wife. That's what I used to say about my wife. I'd be like, hey man, when we're all going out to breakfast. You want to come? No, I'm gonna spend time with Jesus. Yeah, whatever. You know, you're so religious. Isn't that ridiculous? I want to spend time with Jesus. Oh, you're so religious. No, you know what? Actually, I was religious. Spending time with Jesus is good. And we should preserve uh, that time. We should make that first place. Men, women who work full time, get up early. Worship Jesus. Put the Daniel stance. Put on the headphones. Put on the music. Come to the house of prayer. God, we're open. I mean, you might as well do it with community. One of uh, 
Will's words was, you know, just the importance of community, the community that Daniel and all them kind of had together. Listen, community helps. Community, you know why we do this? Of course, Jesus is worthy. Absolutely. But, you know, we want to provide an avenue where you can get the funk off you, you know? I mean, anybody just get some funk on them? It's easy. I get some funk on me. But, you know, when I come into this place... I get that funk off, you know? It's just, and it doesn't necessarily happen because I'm like, funk it off me. It happens because the presence of God. Amen. And, and listen, I know some of us are like, well, the presence of God ain't always here. <laughs> Come on, that's right, it's in here. So wherever we go, it goes. Come on. And sometimes it just provides that avenue to get into His presence. To get that funk off you, to get those, you know, friends said this or whatever. And I'm not necessarily saying something bad about you, or your friend said something bad, but you know how it goes. You know, you spend so much time in prayer. You spend so much time in your word. Come on. No, get into those things. Get into those things. Listen, your friend ain't cool. <laughs> Whoever's telling you she ain't cool, you don't need to listen to her, okay? You need to be the influencer, okay? You need the person to say, no, instead, why don't you come with me to the house of prayer? Hallelujah. Yeah. Those guys are just too radical. No, I'm not. <laughs> you have no idea. I'm not radical. I love Jesus, and I want to be radical, but I have much more uh, radicalness to possess. Sorry if that's not a word. Amen. So, guys, go after God. Go after God. Desire Him. Listen. Yes, we hear the, 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 the attributes, righteousness, and justice, but Jesus was talking about Himself. Who blessed, blessed, some versions say, blessed are you among all men. Mm. Hallelujah. I want to be blessed among all men. Amen. I want to be blessed among all men. Man, if, if I get to bear just a little reproach for desiring Jesus, mm. you know, from different scoffers. And you know why there are scoffers? You know why there's people that might give us a little hard time because we have a desire, a real sincere desire for mm. God? They, they, mm. they themselves want it, but they don't want to go after it. They themselves really desire, probably. I know, listen, I used to be one. Ask my wife. It's really surprising that me and her are married today. <laughs> Blessed be. Because I was a big scoffer in her life. I tore her down for her passion for Jesus. I used to call Nazarites, Nazarites. I own it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Pretty good, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you wish you came up with that, right? <laughs> but seriously, it's funny, but it was there was a spirit on my life that refused to do what it takes to go after Christ. Christ doesn't say, pull you up, pull you. No, it says, you want me? Come get me. Well, I'm saying this year, I want you, Jesus. I'm coming Amen. after you. Come on. Come on. Praise God. Let's stand to our feet. Will, if you give me some music. We're not going to do any kind of hyper-emotional... Stuff. We are just going to pray that the Lord would give us the gift of hunger. It's a gift. Amen.